Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. morning. So happy to be with you today. <sighs> yes, I'm in Kauai, so the sun's not up yet here, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, though the roosters have started crowing. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for our uh, broadcast today. I'll call it a show, but I don't think it's much of a show. <laughs> Uh, feels more like a class to me, and I'm so grateful to share it with you today. So let's jump right in here and begin with the prayers we always do. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and that's how I roll. I love to pray. <laughs> and so we take a breath together. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. More like me, I've got those hands on my heart. I'm so grateful and so thankful for the love of God. So grateful and so thankful to claim my right mind, the miracle mind. So grateful and so thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember that our true identity is perfect love, that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. We take this deep breath of love and gratitude and we partner with the higher Holy Spirit self, the I am that I am. And we say, teach me, lead me, guide me. Help me to set myself free. Help me to give up every attachment to wrong-mindedness. Help me give up every place in my mind where I treasure the meaning I have made of things rather than to live a miraculous life. I am grateful and thankful to choose freedom, grateful and thankful to choose love, light, the atonement. In grace and in gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So, as God would have it, I was looking through the course and came upon this section. I, I immediately knew this would be the topic of our joining together today. So it's in Chapter 3, Section 2. Chapter 3 is entitled The Innocent Perception. And this is what we're interested in. We're interested in a return to innocence, a return to that mind that is free, right-mindedness. So this is the mind that we started with. We started this journey in our right mind. We got off track for the learning of it. Yes. And now we're remembering our true identity is perfect love, 
we're coming back to ourselves, and this is this is our journey. So in section two, which is entitled Miracles as True Perception, paragraph three, here's where I'm going to begin. And you know, one of the biggest questions that I get from people in one form or another, the question comes and it's how can I stop well, how can I stop obsessing with negative thoughts is one way it comes. Another one is, do my thoughts of negativity really affect other people? And another way it comes is, how can I be truly helpful to someone who's struggling? And uh, all three of these questions share the same answer. And the answer is, is to see, be able to see them correctly, to be able to see everybody correctly is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves and it's the greatest gift we can give them. So this is why A Course in Miracles tells us over and over and over again that our brothers and sisters, of course, the Course doesn't use the word sisters, uh, are, or the word mother, so it's the fa- our father and our brothers, because it was really written for a Christian audience and to not turn those people who are attached to that gender terminology, as I understand it. Anyway, don't need to have any opinions or judgments about it. Just accept it for what it is. And, uh, the teaching has helped me so much. I'm not interested in criticizing it in any way. So our brothers and sisters are so helpful to us because they help us see when we're in our right mind and when we're wrong-minded, when we're attached and identified with the ego, with the body. And our brothers and sisters also help us see in our mind when we're truly interested in unity, in oneness, in the atonement. So how we perceive our brothers and sisters, how we hold them in our heart and mind, this is the indicator of where we are in our mind, right-minded or wrong-minded. So one of the things that is important for us to understand in terms of being miracle-minded, which is the topic of this show, being miracle-minded really is being in your natural state. Because when our mind is clear of false beliefs and perceptions, the story that we made up, the meaning that we've made of things, when our mind is clear and innocent, then we're going to be miracle-minded and we'll be in that miracle frame of mind, if you will. So one of the things that's really helpful to understand is a miracle, what it is. A miracle is when we are shifted from ego identification, ego thinking, to right-minded thinking. 
Now, in our human experience, we think the miracle is the demonstration of miracle-mindedness. We think that the miracle is the demonstration of right-mindedness. So we might think that, oh my gosh, there's a parking spot for me in this incredibly crowded space. When you would think it would be impossible to find a parking spot, I found one. The miracle is I lost Betty's phone number and Betty calls me. I desperately need to reach her. That's what we might categorize as a miracle. Miracle is I need a thousand dollars to pay my rent and today the check for a thousand dollars came out of the blue. That's a miracle. That's what we think. But I think it's really helpful to understand those are not miracles. Those are demonstrations of miracle-mindedness. The miracle is when we allow the Holy Spirit into our mind and we cherish being right-minded. That's where the miracle really takes place. And uh, in in this chapter 3, section 2, paragraph 5, it says here, Nothing can prevail against the Son of God who commands, commends his spirit into the hands of his Father. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. So let's... let's Really pay attention to this, because this is the core here, to me, of miracle-mindedness. Nothing can prevail against a son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his father. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. All sense of separation disappears. The Son of God is part of the Holy Trinity, but the Trinity itself is one. There is no confusion within its levels because they are of one mind and one will. This single purpose creates perfect integration and establishes the peace of God. Yet, this vision can be perceived only by the truly innocent, because their hearts are pure. The innocent defend true perception instead of defending themselves against it. Understanding the lesson of the atonement, they are without the wish to attack, and therefore they see truly. This is what the Bible means when it says, when he shall appear or be perceived, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. One with us. That's as he is. One with us. Nothing can prevail against the Son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his Father. So just think for one moment. Anything you're concerned that could prevail against you might be Financial debt, worry, might be somebody else's opinions, 
attack thoughts. Might be illness. Nothing can prevail against a son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his father. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. All sense of separation disappears. So you see, we're created in the image and likeness of God with this perfect mind of God. And we have the right to use it. We can choose the atonement for ourselves. The atonement is the full recognition that separation never occurred. It doesn't exist. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Threats are misperception. The belief that you're threatened is a misperception. It's an evidence that your mind is not right-minded. It's wrong-minded. You believe in your opinions. And the opinions not just that you're being attacked or that you're vulnerable. It's that you, you too can attack and that others are vulnerable. So if you believe you can be attacked, you'll believe you can attack. If you believe you can attack, you'll believe that you can be attacked. Coming back to love, coming back into your heart, and commending your spirit into the hands of God. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. So one of the tools that we have in this world of effects is when we're in pain, when the mind is in pain, when there's distress of any kind, we can commend our mind, our spirit, into the hands of the Father and say, oh, I'm not interested in separation anymore. I'm not interested in suffering anymore. I'm interested in being miracle-minded, right-minded. Because the miracle-minded person cannot experience lack. Because all of heaven will respond and bring forth whatever is needed. This is what Jesus was saying, that if no one will listen, I'll I'll command the rocks. And Jesus, his experience in his human life was not an error. Even being tortured, not an error. It happened to illustrate his lesson that he came to teach, which is forgiveness, Atonement, ascension, transfiguration. He taught all of that through his journey. And what did he say to us? Even more shall you do. So let's get about doing it. 
Nothing can prevail against the Son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his Father. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. So if you notice that you are thinking negative thoughts about anyone, worried thoughts, you're worried about your child or your grandchild, you're worried about yourself, your finances, commend your spirit into the hands of the Father. Right then and right there, say, Higher Self, Holy Self, Holy Spirit, I commend my spirit into the hands of the Father. I'm not interested in thinking these thoughts of lack and limitation, separation. I'm not interested in them anymore. I'm only interested in knowing that I am one with the infinite. I am one with the Creator. And that this world is an illusion. And that I am innocent, no matter what I have done, no matter what I have thought, no matter what I have said, my true nature is innocent. I'm setting myself free, I'm setting my brothers and sisters free by commending my spirit into the hands of God. I'm choosing my freedom right here and right now in this moment. This moment is the moment of my freedom song right now. I don't need to wait, and I don't need to delay. I don't need to hear the angels singing or someone's permission. I get to choose. Now is the time. Now, we might have to do this hundreds or thousands of times before we sincerely mean it. Because sometimes we'll say, oh, I'm I'm going to give my life to God. I'm going to commend my spirit to the Father. Just because we think, I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide in the love of God. I'm going to hide in my Father's arms. He's going to protect me. But you see, that's not understanding. But we're talking about here with true perception. True perception is the... I am the innocent. And so is everyone else. So are my brothers and sisters. As I see them, I will see myself. And I am choosing to see something. I'm choosing to be miracle-minded. We think that we don't know how. That's one of the most common excuses we have. I don't know how. I don't know how. It can't work for me. This is false. It has to work for you. And you're perfectly able right where you are. The thing is, is to be be willing to be miracle-minded in order to experience the miracles and see and move the demonstrations. Doing it just to get more ease and grace it doesn't have the same strength as really saying, I'd like to know myself as I truly am, as innocent, perfect love. I'd like to know my brothers and sisters that way too. I'm sick and tired of this false view. Enough already of the meaning I've made of things. Now it's time for the truth. Give it a go. Start to practice that. So simple, so powerful. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Welcome back. We're talking about being miracle-minded. And uh, let me just mention that this radio program, we are coming up on our 200th episode. Thank you to all the folks who've been listening since 2011. Uh, Started off with Gary Renard and Ken Wapnick, and uh, we've had a lot of guests over the years. And... I so appreciate your listening and your sharing. And just a reminder that you can get all the episodes totally for free at iTunes and other podcast outlets like Stitcher. So if you just even Google uh, or go to the unity.fm website, you can find uh, the radio show and you can download and listen to all the episodes at your leisure totally for free. And if you value it, we are a nonprofit organization. The power of love is supported by your donations. And we uh, provide this radio show as one of the benefits. So if you appreciate the radio show, please consider making a contribution at powerofloveministry.net, powerofloveministry.net. And also you can write a review wherever you get your podcast from. The more reviews you write, the more that podcasting system will share the radio show with other people and other people will find it since it's free. And really, so many people have told me over the years that this radio show really helped them to move into living A Course in Miracles versus just studying it. And one of the reasons why I keep doing the radio show is because I consistently hear from people all over the world who do not have a study group near them, who would like to have a study group to go to. And this radio show supports them. Not the same as a study group, but it does support them. And speaking of study groups, at livingacourseinmiracles.com, we have free study group support. So if you are interested in listing your study group there, please fill out the calendar listing there. And if you're interested in starting a study group, you can put a listing there as well. And sometimes that's how study groups get started as people list things And uh, then other people say, yeah, I'll join with you. And we have also study group support in the form of some free classes on how to run, start, facilitate, organize, promote, manage study groups. So those calls are pretty comprehensive. 
and will answer a lot of your questions. And then we have, of course, American Study Group leader uh, group at Facebook as well. So check out all those resources, and I encourage you, if you feel any inkling to start a study group, please do. The Holy Spirit will support you, will bring so much benefit. And uh, I, I started a study group called Masterful Living Through Course in Miracles, and uh, it was on the phone, and you can get some of those recordings online. Yes, indeed. All right. So let's jump back here to miracle-mindedness. So chapter 3, section 2, paragraph 3. When you lack confidence in what someone will do, you are attesting to your belief that he is not in his right mind. When you lack confidence in what someone will do, you are attesting to your belief that he is not in his right mind. And this is one of the most challenging things that many of us deal with, is we have doubt. We have doubt in our brothers and sisters. Now, when someone's identified with their ego, are they trustworthy? Well, yes, they are still trustworthy, but the ego is not. If they've put the ego in charge then we're not going to experience them. We're going to experience their ego. So this is one of the big challenges that we have is to really be able to see our brothers and sisters as they truly are, not as their ego. And to know that even if they've been acting as their ego, even if they are identified with the ego, that that's not who they are, and that they have the capacity to be their true selves, just like we all do. And being able to see that for people is incredibly beneficial to them. So when you lack confidence in what someone else will do, you are attesting to your belief that he's not in his right mind. This is hardly a miracle-based frame of reference. It also has the disastrous effect of denying the power of the miracle. The miracle perceives everything as it is. If nothing but the truth exists, right-minded seeing cannot see anything but perfection. I have said that only what God creates or what you create with the same will has any real existence. This, then, is all the innocent can see. They do not suffer from distorted perception. So, if we're looking at somebody and we're afraid that they're going to miscreate. We're afraid that they're going to make a mess of their life. We're afraid that they're going to steal from us, that they're going to hurt us in some way or betray us in some way. We're not seeing them as they truly are. We're seeing (coughs) 
our perception of them as being ego-identified. And whatever they say or do, while identified with the ego, is part of the illusion. It's not real. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Therefore, whatever they do, while they're identified with the ego, is part of the illusion. And what happens in the illusion stays in the illusion. Now it says here, you are afraid of God's will because you have used your own mind, which he created in the likeness of his own to miscreate. The mind can miscreate only when it believes it is not free. An imprisoned mind is not free because it is possessed or held back by itself. It is therefore limited and the will is not free to exert itself. To be one is to be of one mind or will. When the will of the sonship and the father are one, their perfect accord is heaven. Heaven is at hand. This is what it says in the Bible. Heaven is at hand. It's right here. Heaven is right here if we choose it. If we choose to align our will with divine will, heaven is here. Nothing can prevail against the Son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his Father. By doing this, the mind awakens from its sleep and remembers its creator. All sense of separation disappears. So the greatest gift that we can give to anyone is to see them with right-mindedness, to see their innocence. And I've had the experience so often as a teacher and a spiritual counselor, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister, uh, in all my different roles with people in this world, I've had the opportunity to practice this, to see the person in their innocence in my mind, and to know and hold their innocence. Even if they seem to have done things that were miscreations, even if they have done things that seemed to work against me or to hurt me, to be able to see them in their innocence and to know that that's their true identity And the miscreation isn't real. Now, to someone who's not truly living A Course in Miracles, that's going to sound like New Age mumbo-jumbo. It really is, and I understand that. It's a deep commitment to see the innocence and perfection in people. And that's exactly what Jesus came to teach us, That's exactly what he came to demonstrate, that miracle-mindedness, that right-mindedness. So remember, it is done unto you as you believe. So 
do you wish to keep believing things that aren't true and re-experiencing them, re-experiencing them, re-experiencing them? Or will you commend your spirit into the hands of your Father, your heavenly Creator? And will you remember to choose innocence, to choose the perfection in your mind. And when it's so tempting to see others as wrong and bad and weak or depraved or deprived, to know that's not who they really are. That's not their true identity. And to not subscribe to it, but to pull your mind back and say, I'm only interested in the truth. Uh, Love holds no grievances. My grievances hide the light of the world in me. So I can give up all the grievances that I've held against anyone and everyone, including myself, in order to be in my right mind, in order to be in that miracle-mindedness. What I can tell you is, for myself, for the folks who are in my Finding Freedom class, I, you know, I love it, uh, my Finding Freedom class. That's my spiritual boot camp class because people uh, are in the class and they're working the curriculum. And because of the way the Finding Freedom spiritual boot camp is set up, people find that they can commit to really doing this work aggressively doing this work of becoming right-minded, becoming miracle-minded, and they start to experience the difference that it makes in their life very quickly. And it does stir up the pot. It, It does confront things. And that's exactly what people are looking for. They're looking for a pathway to really commit to living this teaching, living the love, practicing it day by day, moment by moment, and not giving themselves permission to be wrong-minded. What I love about this teaching is it tells us over and over again, just reach out to Jesus, reach out to the Holy Spirit, reach out to the Father, reach out. All you have to do is say, I'm willing. I'm willing to give up these false perceptions. I'm willing to give up these false beliefs. I'm willing to trade my beliefs for the truth. I'm willing to trade this sickness for the truth. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. We'll be led, we'll be guided. So, As as the Course talks about, and it talks about right here in paragraph 4, you're afraid of God's will because you have used your own mind, which God created in the likeness of his own, to miscreate. The mind can miscreate only when it believes it is not free. An imprisoned mind is not free because it is possessed or held back by itself. So only you can hold yourself back. That's what it's saying. Only So everything where in your life where you're feeling held back, 
Only you can hold yourself back. So any place in your life where you think others are holding you back, others are doing something to you, where you think others are to blame for your unhappiness or your challenges, your illness or your financial challenges, whatever experience of lack or limitation that you think someone else is responsible for, if you will take responsibility for it, it's going to change. It's going to change. Partner up. That's what I say. Partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. I'm only interested in the thoughts I think with God. Grievances hide the light of the world in me. I choose to release all grievances. I'm no longer interested in having any grievances. Fortunately, grievances aren't any fun. So that's the signal. If you're unhappy, if you don't feel well, if you are miserable, if you feel afraid, all these are signs that you've chosen wrong-mindedness. You have chosen to believe that you're not innocent or that someone else is not innocent. And you can change your mind and be restored. All you have to do is be willing. This is what this teaching is saying to us so many different ways. And here it is again, that we can live in the miracle-mindedness and experience a life that demonstrates the miracles. Yes, indeed. <sighs> I'm Jennifer Hadley. I've got a few, a couple of free classes right now at jenniferhadley.com. There's uh, my seven simple steps to interrupt the patterns of fear, and there is the how to get over it, how to get over it. So please go and take advantage of those while you can at jenniferhadley.com. We're going to take a break here. I'll be right back. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. We'll be right. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So, if there's someone in your life who is going through difficult times, the thing is to know, to really know in your heart, to the best of your ability, that what you are perceiving as being wrong or bad shouldn't be happening to them, or it's not good for them, is, is a misperception. Because nothing real can be threatened. And to say, I don't know what anything is for. 
I do not know what anything is for, except it's for my remembering, my remembering the truth. So in this moment, I'm going to remember that nothing can prevail against the Son of God who commends his spirit into the hands of his Father. So I'm placing my spirit into the hands of the Father, and I'm seeing that for all my brothers and sisters. I'm seeing the total innocence of all my brothers and sisters. Instead of seeing this one as a drug addict and this one as uh, a money grubber and this one as a lying fool, I'm willing to see the innocence and the perfection, the heaven at hand right here, right now. And so that is how we cultivate our own miracle-mindedness. Yes. In paragraph 6 here in this chapter 3, section 2, it says the way to correct distortions is to withdraw your faith in them and, and invest in only what is true. Okay, so what is true is everlasting. So it's about our choosing not to invest in our misperception anymore. It says, you cannot make untruth true. If you're willing to accept what is true in everything you perceive, you let it be true for you. Truth overcomes all error, and those who live in error and emptiness can never find lasting solace. Truth overcomes all error, and those who live in error and emptiness can never find lasting solace. Now, I have spoken to so many people who are distressed about the choices their loved ones are making. The energy that we put into making those choices real and seeing our loved ones as being inept, as being wrong, instead of being innocent, and saying, really saying as we look at them, I don't know what anything is for, I commend my spirit into the hands of the Father, and I commend the spirit of all my brothers and sisters into the hands of the Father. I'm only interested in seeing the innocence, knowing the innocence, feeling the innocence, experiencing the innocence. I do not know what anything is for. My mind is innocent of false beliefs. My mind is innocent of guilt and shame and blame. I do not know what anything is for. My mind is free of opinions and judgments. There is nothing for me to forgive because I have given all the meaning that I've made of things to God, to the Holy Spirit, for correction. I'm choosing innocence. I'm choosing right-mindedness. I'm choosing miracle-mindedness. I'm choosing to know the truth that sets me free. This is the relief of all suffering and all pain. It can seem hard to believe that it could be that easy. It does seem that way. But those are not just words. That's willingness. That's the power of willingness. 
Truth overcomes all error, and those who live in error and emptiness can never find lasting solace. If you perceive truly, you are canceling out misperceptions in yourself and in others simultaneously. Why? Because you're only seeing the projections of your belief in misperceptions. Truth overcomes all error, and those who live in error and emptiness can never find lasting solace. If you perceive truly, you are canceling out misperceptions in yourself and in others simultaneously. Because you see them as they are, you offer them your acceptance of their truth so they can accept it for themselves. This is the healing that the miracle induces. So this is why, this is precisely why forgiveness is so profoundly healing. Because what true forgiveness is, is true perception. It is the willingness to have true perception. It is the willingness to see the innocence and the perfection and to give up all attachment to the meaning that you have made of things. That's what true forgiveness is. How amazing is that? Let us read this again. So this is the very end of section two, chapter three. This is paragraph six here. If you perceive truly, you are canceling out misperceptions in yourself and in others simultaneously. Because you see them as they are, you offer them your acceptance of their truth so they can accept it for themselves. This is the healing that the miracle induces. This is why love holds no grievances. So for me, that lesson, love holds no grievances, it it tells us that those who forgive will remember who they are. And those who do not forgive will not remember who they are. It's remembering who we are, that we are the Son of God, and that we are to experience miracles naturally and freely, every day in every way. That miracles are not the exceptions. It's when there's not a miracle that there's an exception to miracle-mindedness. There's an exception to right-mindedness, when we're not experiencing a miraculous flow of love and abundance and healing and prosperity and joy and freedom, it's because we're choosing something else. We're choosing the meaning that we have made of things. We're choosing our perceptions of things, and we can hand that over. We can commend our spirit into our Father's hands. You know, when people will get hung up on, well, exactly how do I do that? It's not about making sure you have the exact right formula of words, because as Course in Miracles tells us very clearly, what's known in your heart is known everywhere. So if you're willing to see one person with true perception, but other people know, other people you really enjoy seeing the meaning you've made of them, then you're not accepting the atonement for yourself. 
You're being selective. You're not interested in that unity-mindedness. You're not interested in the miracle-mindedness. So it's truly about giving up all false beliefs, all false perceptions. And how you know you've got a false belief and a false perception is it doesn't make you happy. You don't feel free. You feel afraid. You feel threatened. That's how you know. So that's what I love about this teaching is it makes it so clear. We just go back to the same things moment by moment, day after day. Ah, nothing nothing can prevail against me because I'm the son of God. I'm not interested in energizing anything but innocence and perception that is clear for myself and everyone else. Therefore, I'm free and so is everyone else. We're free to choose love. Love is what I am choosing now. And so I am living the miracle. I am aligned with divine will. My will is the will of God, and I will to be free. Oh boy, this hour goes by so quickly. Let's place our hand on our heart once again and declare our willingness to see and know the truth that sets us free. Willingness to surrender all false beliefs, all false perception, all wrong-mindedness, and to stand in our innocence. So grateful and so thankful to take a stand for our innocence and the innocence of all beings. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Don't forget to go and get the free stuff at jenniferhadley.com and write a review of this radio show if you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.